Welcome to Reputation, a podcast by Hill & Knowlton Strategies Canada. This is a podcast about communication. On each episode, we'll discuss the different elements that go into building your reputation, whether you're a company, an organization, or a public figure. It's also about managing risks to that reputation and communicating in a crisis. My name is Gabe DeRoche. I'm an account director in corporate communications and public affairs here at Hill & Knowlton Strategies in Toronto. Thanks for tuning in. joined today by Christy Dilby. Christy is an account director here at Hill & Knowlton on our consumer team. Christy is here today to talk to us about influencers, influencer marketing, the role they play in, uh, in well, in, in setting a, a brand's reputation and bolstering it to giving, you know, some proof points to that uh, reputation. Christy, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thanks for having me. All right. So we're talking about influencers. Uh, influencers are it's a term that's used a lot in yes. uh, in our industry. Um, in the work that you do, how how do you define in, an influencer? Right. So this is such an important question um, because although the term, as you said, is sort of broad, um, I think oftentimes our perception of what an influencer is, especially within consumer marketing, can often um, become quite narrow. And so broadly speaking, I mean, we're talking about voices of influence who have the power to influence perceptions and and ultimately purchase behavior. Um, and so this could be anyone from a celebrity to an industry thought leader or a media personality, um, an individual who maybe has clout within a very specific community or, or a niche passion point, or more general lifestyle social media influencers. Um, and I think that latter definition sort of being what we probably think of most when we, mm-hmm. when we think of the term influencers. Okay, so influencer marketing is becoming an increasingly uh, large part of... Uh, of our business, mm-hmm. a really, um, really, uh, not even fair to say promising channel because it's been, been working so well for, yeah. for a lot of our clients for a long time. Um, in, in your view, what, uh, what would you say are some of the reasons, uh, why influencer marketing is, is becoming more and more important? So we talk a lot as marketers and more specifically PR professionals about this sort of shifting landscape. Traditionally, our our domain has really been within um, editors and journalists, but really over the past few years, that landscape has has started to shift. Um, you know, you and I both know that the Canadian me- media landscape has always been quite small, mm-hmm. um, but in recent years, it's really started to shrink a lot. Yes, um, yeah. And and journalists are increasingly having to do more with with less resources, mm-hmm. um, and so that competition for brands is is higher than we've probably ever seen it before. Um, And then at the same time, you sort of have this emergence of social media and and everything that really now in terms of the customer journey journey lives on digital. Mm -hmm. Um, And so there's this sort of whole new world of storytellers that has emerged. Um, And so it only makes sort of best sense that we would use these individuals and sort of lean into them to help tell a client or a brand story for us as well, where, you know, a specific audience is really already living. Um, And I think at the end of the day, we've started to look at influencers similar to how we've always looked at traditional media Mm -hmm. in in that they're sort of these quote unquote gatekeepers Mm -hmm. um, and they they have that sort of sway and credibility within within their audience. It's interesting. It kind of helps um, helps you break through with with your your message and your story in a a pretty crowded, uh, 
crowded landscape. Yeah, absolutely. And I think there it's a nice tool um, to kind of deliver sort of that surround sound approach, right? Mm-hmm. We we if if a client or a brand is doing say a full integrated marketing campaign, um, influencers are certainly just one channel that we would look at in addition to say maybe paid media, earned media, um, and a few of other the other traditional sort of marketing channels that we would look at. Influencers are are really sort of nice addition to the mix. Okay, so what are in putting together a campaign? What are what are some of the ways that uh, that you and your team uh, work with influencers? How do you how do you engage them? Right. So there's lots of ways that we can engage with influencers, and I think this this goes back to what we first talked about when when we look at what sort of quote unquote type of influencer we're looking to work with. Um, you know, if we're dealing with, for example, an industry thought leader, giving them exclusive access or sort of sneak peek one-on-one information um, and, and insights and data, those types of pieces tend to be quite important. Um, if we're talking about lifestyle or, or social media influencers, we generally look at a pay-to-play model. Um, and this could be anything from events or bespoke experiences, or it could be as simple as sort of a, you know, sort of a straight project brief that outlines everything that we're, that we're looking for. Um, but it, in terms of what we engage them to do, generally speaking, um, content creation probably rises to the top in terms of being the most mm-hmm. um, sort of obvious or, or prevalent use that we that we look to them for. But they can also be um, third-party spokespeople. They can be event hosts. They can be great drivers, traffic drivers mm-hmm. um, to a website or, or a product. So a few different ways, um, certainly, that we can work with them. But I, I find, generally speaking, sort of content creation is is probably the most um, popular popular way. Okay, so when we're thinking about content, I mean, channel is obviously very important. Are you looking for, in, in you know, in putting together the campaigns that you work on, are you saying, okay, I want to be, I want to be on Instagram, so I'm going to go find an Instagram influencer or, you know, um, any other, any other channel that you, you may want to be on? Is it, is it, uh, is it channel first? Is that, or is it, uh, might there be a different approach that you take? Totally. And I think, listen, in certain instances, channel first might be a good approach to, depending on the audience that you're looking to reach. Um, I find that with the clients and the brands that I work with and the campaigns that I work on, we tend to do um, like an, an influencer target um, target approach first mm-hmm. and then really play to the strengths of what their, of what their channel is. Yeah. So I yeah. think, you know, it's, it's, it's exceptionally important to find that right voice of influence, that right influencer partner. Mm-hmm. And then the content output is, is very much dependent on where they perform the most, the strongest. So it could be someone who, you know, if, if an influencer is particularly strong on YouTube, then certainly video and, and YouTube makes sense as a, as a channel, or maybe it's someone who's particularly strong on Instagram and then that makes the best sense. So it's it's really a case by case sort of basis. But yeah. we do we do like to go. Um, I, I think more often than not, influencer right target first, and mm-hmm. then channel is is dependent on where they where they perform strongly. Yeah, I think I think that's I think that's so important. Um, that idea of finding finding the person mm-hmm. with the right fit with the right audience. Yeah. I, you know, before you sort of say, okay, where is where specifically is the content exactly. going to live? Starting with that. Um, with with the influencer because I think it speaks to uh, it speaks to the authenticity that you're looking for exactly with with that influencer and that's why that's why we use them right for yeah. that kind of authentic content you you, you want to talk a little bit about um, 
about that idea of of authenticity and um, and how how important that is to to the campaigns you work on? Totally. So I mean, listen, authenticity is always probably the single most important thing when it comes to not only what we look for, but also what our clients and what are the brands that we work with, what they look for, and also what influencers look for as well. Um, it's all about striking that right balance between what is authentic to the influencer. They know what their audience is looking for um, and what their influencer is going to deem authentic as well. And, and you know, none of the clients or brands that we work with want an output that's going to be inauthentic mm-hmm. for, for their brand or their product as well. So I think striking that sort of right balance between all of those different points is is probably the most important but also one of the most challenging things as well finding that right partner is it can take it can take time to to strike that really authentic balance so finding that right that right balance sounds like it's it's a really important um important piece of the puzzle to having a successful campaign um so that's really my next question is how how do you measure success in uh, in these campaigns and working with influencers? Yeah, so this is a great question and and certainly an important one. Anything that comes to measurement um, is, is certainly something that we think about a lot because at the end of the day, all of our clients have a business objective or objectives that they, that they need to achieve. Um, and so if working with influencers, whatever that looks like, if that's not laddering back to our client's business objective, then we probably shouldn't be doing it, right? Um, And so the short and probably underwhelming answer in terms of how we measure success is really it depends on what the objective is. So for example, um, a client might have a reach and awareness objective or engagement might be really important to them. Um, They might be looking to convert a new audience on social. So a few different objectives that they might have. And then we would, um, you know, our approach to how we engage with with influencers would would be dependent on what that objective is. And so how we would measure its success would be um, dependent on that objective as well. So, you know, simply speaking, we could measure things like paid reach, organic reach, um, sentiment and tone from a qualitative perspective, mm-hmm. also things like click-through rates, um, you know, so a, f- a few different things that we can, that we can measure. Um, but again, all depends on what the, what the objective is. Okay. So you've set your objectives, you've identified your influencers. Um, what would be, what are some of the challenges that, uh, that you might face in, uh, in working with, uh, working with influencers? Totally. So I know we we spoke a bit about this earlier, just in that probably one of the biggest challenges is finding the right partners and the right influencers. I think a lot of people underestimate truly how much time it actually takes. Um, and it's not always as simple as, you know, okay, let's define our what the objective is and then we immediately find our targets and then we're we're kind of ready to press go. Finding those right targets can take, you know, sometimes months. And especially depending um, on your client's preference as well, there can be a lot of back and forth in terms of, you know, okay, here's who we've identified and then having your clients feed into the process as well and, and giving approvals. And then also reaching out to the influencers um, to make sure that it's a right fit for them and, and kind of getting that partnership um secured in that process can take can take a bit of time um but i think the other the other big thing in terms of challenges is probably benchmarking success so mm-hmm. you know we we spoke about measurement and and measurement is is certainly one piece but i think 
Um, clearly defined benchmarks are still a bit of a gray area because I think it's an industry that is it's relatively new and it's also evolving um, seemingly on a on a day to day basis. So we haven't really seen those those hard, clearly defined industry benchmarks. So um, it'll be interesting to see if those if those start to to emerge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you talking about how how it's a part of the industry that's evolving in in the work that I do in in, in corporate comms and in in public affairs I mean where in, influencers are are a growing part of of what we do I think it, I think the corporate kind of b2b space has mm-hmm. moved uh, has moved a little bit more slowly yeah. <laughs> in uh, in in adopting some some influencer marketing uh, marketing techniques but um, but certainly we're you know we're having some good some good success and good good results there on the b2b side it's it's it works well because ultimately you know you're working with influencers to help bolster your reputation also to to reach frankly their audience and if they're a thought leader in a specific part of the industry that you're targeting you know really you know micro targeting with with a lot of b2b campaigns it's a there's a there's a huge amount of of, uh, of potential there, but it's definitely a space where my kind of B two B clients are, yeah. are 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 interested in in right. in playing in, but um, but maybe don't uh, haven't haven't had that uh, kind of level of experience there. Um, one one challenge when we're talking about challenges that um, that has has come up in 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 uh, in my own work. I'm interested if it's come up in yours. Is um, and it, go, it frankly goes back to that question of, of authenticity that we've been talking about. Is um, you know to to what extent do clients want to be like super hands on with the content mm-hmm. that uh, that influencers are creating? I'd be interested to hear if you have any kind of best practices in that uh, that space, whether it's approvals or you know. To some clients want to, you know, write the write the stuff directly. <laughs> Obviously, that yeah. is not a best practice. But I wonder if you if you uh, have anything to say about that. Yeah, totally. So I've had I've had both experiences where there's clients who want to be, to your point, really very hands on in the process from beginning to end. Um, and you know everything down to actually reviewing um, not only the imagery but say the the captions that go along with it, um, and then I also probably more often than not now with the the clients and the brands that I work with, there's kind of this nice balance, um, I guess from to your point from a best practice standpoint of really nailing um, the project brief. Mm-hmm. So that's where we you know would capture all of the the pertinent sort of information in terms of what the objective is, what the key messages are, what all of the relevant, you know, if there's a call to action and social ha- social handles and hashtags and those sort of like um, table stakes, I guess, information that they need to be incorporating into their content. Mm-hmm. Um, but then really from there, it's, we, we really do like to allow the influencer to do what they do best, which say in, in the instance of content creation, which is taking that pertinent information that we've given them. Um, they know, they know what we're trying to promote. They know what we want to say at the end of the day, but then, um, we're leaning on them to really bring it to life and, and really tell a story. Um, so I think in terms of best practices, it, that's a nice sort of balance in terms of having 
the client involved and 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 clearly articulating what all of the most important pieces of information are but then there needs to be some trust in the influencer as well to really allow them to do what we're what we're partnering with them to do um and we do find that when we work with the right partners we've built relationships relationships with them and they really are so good at what they do that's when the output is is the most authentic and it's the most um, powerful, I guess. Um, and at the end of the day, that's that's certainly a benchmark for what for what we're looking for. So I think nailing the, the brief is probably mm-hmm. <laughs> probably a best a good best practice. Having the client sign off and then really allowing the influencer to do what they do best. Okay. Well, that's great. So it sounds like so nailing the project brief and well, first of all, finding you know really investing the time yeah. and finding the right the right person. Um, the right influencer, then nailing the project brief and uh, and spending some time making sure that your your measurements of success are are really closely aligned to objectives. Those are kind of my three. If I'm summing up yes. our conversation, <laughs> those are the three the three key takeaways. Um, we are out of time, Christy. I <laughs> I'm sorry to cut our conversation short. But uh, but thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. All right, this has been Reputation, a podcast by H&K Canada. My name is Gabe DeRoche. I am an account director in corporate communications and public affairs. I want to thank our uh, producers, Alison Dewhurst, Vivek Prabhu, for their help. And of course, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. This has been Reputation. Thanks for tuning in.